God richly bless you. So let's look to him. We'll pray, then we'll give. We'll hear the word of God preached this morning. Father, thank you so much, Lord. And as we were singing that last song, God, you have been so very good to us, Lord. It would be an understatement, God, to even say, Lord, that you are, you are good because that's part of your character. It's part of your nature, Lord. We know we're in covenant with you. And we're so grateful, God, that uh, because of that, we have the blessings that continually flow over our, our lives, God. Even the ones that we don't even see and we don't even pray for, God, you still pour them out upon us, God. You're so faithful and you're so just and so righteous. And we're so grateful to be in your presence, God. Thank you for your people. I thank you for their um, giving, Lord, each and every week, God. Lord, I know they go and they work very hard each week and they come and they sow their tithe and offerings here. And God, I just pray that you'd bless them in great abundance, Lord. You're so very good to us. God, we pray, Lord, you would anoint the remainder of this service, Lord, everything that you have in store for us, the word that you have ordained for this time and for this season and the altar time, God, and the prayer, God, Lord, I pray someone will encounter you in a great way today, that they will hear your word and it will quicken in their spirit, ma'am, and that you will transform us, every single one of us, Lord. Don't leave us the same way we came in today, but we give you praise for that in advance and glory and honor and exaltation. In the name of Jesus Christ, our soon coming King, we ask it. Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Let's give them in worship today. an awesomeness of the presence of the Lord in this house today and someone, someone, there may be a number of someones, but there's someone destined to receive something special from the Lord today. I know that. And I, the Lord has weighed heavily on my heart in the last couple of days for some reason and I didn't have any knowledge about anybody different coming. It doesn't have to be anybody different. But that somebody needs a special touch from the Lord. Somebody that's kind of on that giving up fence, wondering if it'll ever get any better. I've got great news for you today. 
I said, I've got great news for you today. Amen. Now, I know that over the last several weeks, I've preached some pretty straightforward messages about where we are and where we're living and the coming of the Lord, particularly last week. I just want to tell you that those messages will continue to come because we're living in a time when we desperately need to be ready. It seems to me that we're living in a time when people want to choose the attributes of God that they like and forget all the rest. And uh, those things that we find challenging, we just leave those alone. But how many know God is huge? God is big. And while it is true that God is grace and love and mercy, and we're going we're to preach those the rest of our life, and we sing he's a good, good father, and he is, but he's not a doting father that says to his 16-year-old, here are the keys to the car, here's my credit card, go where you want, do what you do, come back when you want to come back. Because he's a caring father, he's also a disciplinarian, right? God not only blesses us and loves us and lavishes on us, but he has an expectation out of us. We're part of his family, and he wants us to represent his name by how we live. Amen? So I'm just simply telling you that there's a whole lot more to God than a lot of people ever look at because we only like to look at those parts that, ah, I love this, the sweetness of God, and he is, but he's also a God of judgment. As I mentioned, he's a God of discipline, and he's also a God that wants us to work, be about a father's business, amen? Well, where is the good stuff coming, Pastor? It's coming in just a couple minutes. But I just don't want us to ever skip over things about God that are uncomfortable for us. They're uncomfortable for me as well. But we need to preach, teach, and minister the truths of God. Let those things come out that God wants to come out. And he'll help us. How many know that? Amen? I want to, two things. First of all, thank you for giving. And if you are watching online and you happen to, you mail in your gifts, I want to remind you and anyone that might be going on vacation and you uh, want to send a donation, a check, to make sure you send it to the post office box. Um, we recently had uh, a family, a couple that had sent a gift to the church and it, return, it was returned to them uh, because they used the street address. And it used to be at the post office, they would take that uh, letter and put it in the post office box, but I suppose they're shorthanded like everybody else, and so it just went back to them. And as much as we love you to get blessings, we don't want you to get your checks back. Amen. We want them to get deposited in the Ream Sound Church of God account. So if you're if you're sending a donation or writing for any reason, please use that PO box 98 Stevens, and uh, we will get it. And may God bless you greatly for giving. We lost a tremendous saint of God this week. Heaven has gained and we have lost. Some of you know and others probably are going to hear for the first time that Sister Lois Virginia Justice went home to be with the Lord on Monday evening around 8 p.m. at her home, from her home. Went to be with the Lord in heaven, went very peacefully into the presence of God. She was 87 years old. She joined this church in 1950 which means that she was a member of this church for 71 and almost a half, 71 and a half years. And I thought I'd been here a long time. Her daughter is Karen, if those of you that don't know that already. Her brother is Danny Gaiman sitting on that back seat back there. There are nephews and nieces in here uh, in this church. 
I, I'm going to say that this was a tremendous, there's so many things. And we'll have a memorial service next Sunday, so I'll let you know about that now. There will be a visitation with the family right here at 4.30 next Sunday afternoon. That would be the 22nd, not this Sunday. Next Sunday, the 22nd, 4.30. At 6 o'clock, we will have a memorial service in honor of Sister Lois Justice's home going, and we'll say a lot more about her then. But what a blessing it was to know her and have her a part of this church. And, you know, I, like I said, I thought I was here for a long time, 71 years, a member, a very faithful member, very dedicated, loyal believer, a real, absolute matriarch a person of faith and a person of God. And we will miss her very much so. But heaven has gained another one and thank God another soldier has gone home for the glory of God. Let's give the Lord praise for taking his people. Amen. I want to turn your attention to Genesis chapter 28. Next Sunday at the conclusion of the service, when we have our altar time, we're going to pray over all the students going back to school. So bring your kids and school teachers and workers. If you've got anything to do with the schools or you're teaching at home or whatever, next Sunday we'll devote our, at our altar time to pray over our children and to pray for our workers, our teachers, our leaders in school next Sunday morning. Stand with me for the reading of the Word of God. On news that... Esau, Jacob's brother, and that story of Jacob and Esau is pretty well known, but Jacob, as you know, was a supplanter and in some ways a deceiver, and we know that he took advantage of his brother Esau on at least two occasions, and the second occasion was when he disguised himself and went into his father Isaac pretending that he was Esau, and so got the blessing laid on him that should have gone to his brother Esau because he fooled his blind father. Well, then word came to Rebekah, his mother, who was a part of the scheme, and Rebekah heard that Esau was so angry with Jacob that he was going to kill him. And so she sent word to her son Jacob and said, you've got to leave here. You've got to get out of here. Your brother is angry. You need to go somewhere till he cools off. And we open the 28th chapter with these words. Then Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and charged him and said to him, You shall not take a wife from the daughters of Canaan. Arise, go to Paddan Aram, to the house of Bethuel, your mother's father, and take yourself a wife from there of the daughters of Laban, your mother's brother. May God Almighty bless you and make you fruitful and multiply you, that you may be an assembly of peoples. And give you the blessing of Abraham to you and your descendants with you, that you may inherit the land in which you are a stranger, which God gave to Abraham. And then we begin to read about this trip. It's a 500 mile or so trek for him to get to Laban's home. Now Jacob in verse 10 says, went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran. So he came to a certain place and stayed there all night. Because the sun had set. And he took one of the stones of that place and put it at his head. And he lay down in that place to sleep. Then he dreamed. And behold, a ladder was set up on the earth. And its top reached to heaven. And there the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. 
And I want you to notice particularly these words in verse 13. And behold, the Lord stood above it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie, I will give to you and your descendants. And your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad to the west and to the east, to the north and the south. And in you and in your seed, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land for I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. As a result of this, we read in verse 20, then Jacob made a vow saying, if God will be with me and keep me in this way that I'm going and give me bread to eat and clothing to put on so that I could come back to my father's house in peace, then the Lord shall be my God. And this stone which I've set as a pillar shall be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will surely give a tenth to you. I want to speak from that 13th verse that I had you think about where the scripture says, and behold, the Lord stood above it. I want to talk to you today about the Lord above the ladder. The Lord who is above the ladder. Father, thank you for the Holy Spirit who is working in this service already and has been working, God, even during our worship time. I've sensed that presence, God, and I believe you've already confirmed, Lord, today, God, that there's someone here and, Lord, possibly numbers who are in that position today, God, where they really need to hear from you They really need to sense you. They really need to know you in a special way. And God, I'm believing you that you're going to do exactly that today. And I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Now, Jacob was verbally blessed by his father, Isaac. Verbally blessed. He was leaving in a hurry, getting away from his brother Esau, so... He gets a verbal blessing, not material blessing, that's going to come. But it didn't come that day. In fact, as far as we know, Jacob left with pretty much nothing but the shirt on his back. He had the words of a blessing. But when he got to a place, a certain place on this 500-mile trek, we don't know if anybody was even with him at all. If there were people, it would have certainly been a very small number. But there was a blessing that was pronounced on him by his father that went all the way back to Abraham and the call and the blessing of God on Abraham. And what is going to happen, Jacob, is he's going to find out, and we're going to do it in a few moments what it took him several hours and overnight to discover, and then years to come, is that God will always provide for his children. God will always make a way when there seems to be no way. He is a way maker and a miracle worker. How many believe that today? Amen. And the Bible says that he came to a certain place and the sun had set. It was dark and show you how poverty filled he was at this moment. And as I said, he had left home with pretty much nothing. In fact, he didn't even have a my pillow with him. He ended up having to use a stone for that pillar, 
that pillow to lay his body against it. And the Bible says that while he was sleeping, the scripture says he had a dream. And I want to read that again for you. Verse 12 says, then he dreamed. And what did he dream? He dreamed and behold, a ladder was set up on the earth and its top reached to heaven. And there the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. Get that picture. The Bible says he saw a ladder in his dream that extended. It was set up on earth, but it extended all the way to heaven. And the Bible says that he saw in the dream angels of God. I don't know how many, but there probably were many. He saw them in activity going up and down on this staircase or on this ladder. And the Bible says in the 13th verse, and behold, the Lord stood above it. So we see that he has a dream, but this is a God dream. This is a spiritual dream because God speaks to him. It is a dream given to him by God that is going to be a preview of what God will do in his life. And hopefully we can catch something out of this for our own lives. Yesterday, I don't know, it was probably just a few moments after 7 p.m. My wife and I were sitting out on, on the deck. She was on one end playing Xbox. And um, no, I'm just kidding. She, I, I think she was reading something on her Kindle maybe. Uh, and I was on the other end or other side of the table and I was just kind of studying and I, I know she saw me move and she wondered what was going on as I moved my chair out from the table and I'm just sitting staring into the sky and she didn't know what was happening to me, but I was, I was contemplating this passage and I was imagining in my mind's eye what that must have looked like. It was a dream, but it was a very vivid dream that he had and I could only envision because there was, a, there was an area there, the clouds had pretty much broken by that time, and there was, a, there was an area of blue right over where we were sitting on that deck. And so I'm just looking up in heaven, and I'm imagining how tall this ladder must have been. This, you know, if, if, it, if it was a dream that showed you a ladder that reached to the heaven of heavens, it would have to be the third heaven, Right? Well, I mean, we're going behind, beyond the atmosphere, beyond outer space. We're going to somewhere where Paul said he made a trip uh, in the spirit to the third heavens. How tall was that ladder? I'm sitting there and I, in my mind, I'm seeing these angels coming up and down. And I literally, I tell you, I 